0: All right, today my guest is Micah McFarland, CEO and founder at Revel Spirits. Revel is a new breed of agave spirit, so it's in the same family or category as tequila mezcal, but is a different spirit itself, so a different distilling process. It tastes wonderful, it definitely has my vote, no added sugar, very smooth and drinkable, and can definitely be consumed neat. Micah himself has a deep and rich background in the music industry. He has toured with the legendary R&B artist Babyface as a tour manager, and now has Babyface working on the project itself for Revel. In addition to Babyface, he has led multi-million dollar tours for artists such as Cyndi Lauper, Dwight Yoakam, Bob Newhart, and Blondie. He utilizes deep network of artists, celebrities, and musicians to venture back the Revel project. He's raised over eight figures on the series A round and just opened up the series B at nearly double the valuation. Revel Spirits has won over 10 awards for beverage tasting contests It has won countless more awards for packaging and design for the bottle, the box, the unboxing experience, all of the collateral is absolutely stunning design. And Micah has been featured in Forbes, Cheddar magazine, and many more. In this conversation, we go deep into his upbringing in Minnesota and living as a minority in a predominantly white area as well as going all the way down to the heart of mexico and meeting the distillers and really seeing what goes into the agave and avila experience we also go far and wide on business health and how to keep up your performance over time what habits and mindset really take to create immense success like rebel has demonstrated for us and micah all right without further ado micah mcfarland was it
1: 1990 1989 90 yeah so yeah that was a another lifetime ago it's,
0: it's so cool to see all the layers of like different stories like even the Wi Fi password has a story. <laughs> it has a story, yes,
1: exactly. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the Wi Fi password is, uh, yeah, Ipso facto was the band that uh, my brother Wayne Julian and Greg McFarlane and my sister Jalita and my sister Roslyn uh, started.
0: We're all in the band.
1: At that one time, you know, and, and when we started. Jackson but,
0: 5.
1: Uh, yeah, and then my sister, yeah, you know, and. and uh, then my sister's, uh, my sister Roz bailed out first, you know, and, uh, uh, then, uh, then Jalita, you know, she, she actually became, uh, actually a really good drummer. We didn't even know that she was a drummer. Wow. You And know, she just became a really good drummer, you know, and then brother Greg got in a car accident who was the drummer and we tried all these different drummers, you know, and then, uh, one day. Uh, Wayne and I, we had a place uh, called the Ipso House, you know, it's a house and, you know, and uh, um, the basement was uh, the rehearsal spot, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, one afternoon in my office, basically, and the house was there and we're up in the kitchen and we hear somebody playing downstairs and I go, who's that? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah. You know? And then. So what happened was, Jalita, jo- when we were not home, you know, because the equipment was there, she was always practicing, and practicing. we, were our older, were the older brothers, we, it, we had no idea, you know. And then uh, everyone
0: underestimates the young sibling. <laughs> <not>? <laughs> and
1: then also we I'm went guilty down. As well. there, we went down there, and there she is, and and Wayne goes, and she stopped, and Wayne goes, no, 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 hold on, you know. So he goes over and picks up the bass, you know. And then they just start grooving. And I said, wow, okay. She and
0: ended up playing for you guys?
1: Yeah, she ended up, you know, well, she was a background singer yeah. for us. But we didn't know. Pretty unassuming she, drummer. So we didn't know that she was a drummer. And then when, when, when uh, Greg, you know, so Lane said, so then we would hire these drummers to, to, to do it. And then we would, you know, make her play the simpler songs. Mm-hmm. And then to the point where, you know, uh wayne got to the point where you know we don't need these other drummers you know trying to do all just just, just keep lay the in, just keep the beat lay in the pocket we'll do the rest and then <laughs> so she just became a metronome you know and 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 you know and then and, you know as she got better and better she would try things and mm-hmm. you know and uh wayne was really and, and my brother julian they were just really great with her you know and just really like encouraged her and stuff and she just you know she became a pretty good drummer creative development yeah
0: so what kind of music did ipso play uh it was reggae reggae yeah
1: yeah so it was uh uh uh, you know had a hybrid version you know a hybrid i mean we're second generation jamaicans you know so our father's from jamaica and our mother's from mississippi yeah and so and we grew up in a you know, like I was talking to you about it, you know, grew up in an all white town mm-hmm. in Worthington, Minnesota, you know, where basically, you know you had, you know, three or four black families and and, and three or four Mexican families and three and four yeah, I don't remember any Asian kids. I think there was one. <laughs> but I, I have to go back, you know. I think there was a couple, but I'm not I'm not sure. Is that uh, why
0: is that what got you into the music space? Now, well, I, how how, were, how old were you at the time when you started the band?
1: I was 24. Okay. Yeah, I was a manager. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, you
0: were already a manager.
1: No, I was, my brother said I wanted to start a band, and I said, I'll be your manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Just so, yeah, like you got that. your
0: first job as a manager. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, for my brother, you know, so to this day, I credit them with, uh, you know, I just couldn't get fired as easy, you know, it, but I had to take—I had to take a lot of shit, though, you know, because it, you know, taught me how to manage people, manage expectations, manage time, and and uh, you know, in details and contracts and chase a club owner down to get paid, you know, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and all the fundamental. lessons the in funda-
0: <laughs> Chasing down people for their money. money yeah.
1: Yeah. For yeah. Your so money. You said this, yeah, yeah. contract, yeah, all I, that kind of stuff, you know, I think that could be
0: theoretically one of the hardest jobs in the world. Cause like managing the, the crossover between business and creativity is just always, challenge absolutely it's oil Um, and water you know
1: yeah no i think you know managers in the music business is a hard job i you know what i also think any type of management job is a hard job but i don't ah, wait a minute how am i trying to say this but if you love what you do no matter how hard it is it's not work you know it's just you know you get tired, you know, but it's, but if you're enjoying what you do, it really doesn't become work. You know, and, the, and then the question is, well, would you do this for free? Well, the answer may be, yeah. Yeah, I, I would do it for free if, you know, I mean, if I, you know, if I didn't have to pay rent or pay my bills. <laughs> you know, Theoretically. Theoretically, yeah, you know, I would do this for free. And would I manage artists for free? Um, I don't know. After learning, you know, managing my brothers, you know, I I did that for free.
0: <laughs> That's probably the hardest yeah. of them all. I yeah, mean, being right, a right. guy who has three brothers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, two older brothers and one younger one. So you know, and, and you know, but it was a oh, so four of us. That, well. It was a four of us that that you know, we pushed hard, you know, and, and you know, but it, it was all about having attitude. You know, attitude was that we had the most the most badass band in the world, and we thought we had the most badass women. Mm-hmm. And we we we'd get up on stage, and you know, and 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 you know, they would. If there was other bands playing, we would try to rip the throats out of the other bands. <laughs> and if there was an audience there, we were trying to blow them away. And that was just the way it was. I mean, it was yeah. So it, you know, it was aggressive, and I think that. At the same time, you know, those are the bands that really, really make it, besides, you know, and and you know, they have the songs and but you, but truly you gotta come down, and you gotta have the song. Just like you gotta have the product. The product you can dress yes, exactly. you can dress it up, you can do all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, you gotta have the song and you gotta have the money to amplify that song. Yeah, you because know, there's a lot of great songs out there that never get hurt. Yeah, that are fantastic, you know, you know, like a Blackbird by the Beatles. What a great song or, or Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. You know, I mean, legendary. Yeah, you know, the sweetest thing by U2, you know, I, I, these are great pop songs or, you know, in, in all their different genres, you know, and and but there was money that helped fuel yeah. those songs. You know, yeah. Prince's Little Red Corvette you know, great song, you know, I mean, you know, and then years later, when he didn't have a record company behind him, you know, his songs never got really heard on the radio. That's wild. Yeah. You know?
0: In our in our world of marketing, when we study the competitors, basically, the the mantra is the guy with the most media budget wins. It's the guy who can put the most into marketing wins. Yeah. And so we always try to create marketing models that are profitable that can subsidize their own growth because it's the only way you can take out the big guy when you're the small guy right yeah so you gotta like justify your own right you know expenditures
1: right right that makes sense though i mean you know i mean you think about what we're doing with avila you know it's a category that nobody's heard of you know one to get the people of morelos behind it you know and i you know idea that comes from that because they can't call their stuff tequila they can't call it mezcal it's not that they want to either but now they have their own and so being able to get that out there and then you know with media being able to talk about it what is it where is it from who's behind it you know and and but the biggest part is, is getting, for me, is getting the people of Morelos knowing that they have this beautiful spirit that their farmers and distillers make. And if people don't realize that they, their own people, their own hands make some of the best agave spirits on the planet coming from that little state. So that's the message that we have to get out there as Rebel Spirits Inc. to get out there is, talk about Morelos, talk about the people, talk about the, you know, the processing and the product and all that stuff, but just, you know, uh, being able to like go, okay, you know, here's, here's a better story about these people, you know, and about, you know, what we're doing. This is, you know, the, and then there's an entrepreneurial part of it. But even with all of that in marketing and, and everything, you have to have the product after a while because the product has to stand on its own and that if you don't have that you can like you said you can dress it all up and then sooner or later you know it's going to be an imposter yeah One one of
0: my questions that like formed when i was reading around before our talk was how was it translating their story to something you could broadcast in big national media you know the people from morelos did they craft it or did you guys go down there and interview them with the, with the agencies or how did that come about?
1: Uh, no, no, it's, it's, you know, Hector Ruiz is, I call him the heartbeat, okay, of this, you know.
0: Does he speak English? He speaks very good English. Okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, he owns five restaurants in Minneapolis. Smaller, you know, very... Uh, wow delicious restaurants in Minneapolis and I'm from Minneapolis and that's mm-hmm. where the, it comes from. Morello's uh, has a very high Mexican population in Minneapolis and uh, also sister in sister Chicago. Sister. Yeah, I, I don't know the reason of the whole migration or, you know, how, how that came to light, but uh, both Chicago and Minneapolis have a lot of Mexicans that are from Morelos, wow. and Hector introduced me to his family, you know, Perfect. and they were making this product. And and then we were trying to figure out, okay, you know, how to bring it across the border, just all these things, you know, and I, I, I was, you know, worked with this one guy for a little bit and I learned a bit about the tequila business and the Mezcal business from a guy named Todd Halberg and my, you know, another Minnesota guy that I met here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And uh, through that process of just kind of working with him a bit and learning about him and learning. And I went down to Mexico with him one time and it was just like, wow. And then I was helping him put a business plan together. And when I started doing the research and started reading, that's how I got interested in it. And then I met Hector about two years into that, or a year and a half. And I
0: Hector's think. family is already
1: crafting. They're, they're already crafting the this product, yeah. Yeah, so, wow. and uh, so it, it is their product. You know, it's not some way I said, oh, let's do this and do that, you know, it's their product.
0: That seems like how it got so aligned, because to me it looks like every everything straight through the videos and the website and the packaging all feels aligned with the heartbeat of the business, which is Morellos. Right. And I feel I felt that it could be misrepresented without you know a lot of integration and incorporation. But it sounds like you guys started together. Yeah, we absolutely did. Like yin and yeah. Yang, just like.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, no, it, you're you're absolutely right. We started together. This is what they were doing. Figueroa brothers and Hector, they're all cousins. And I was just you know Hector said, I said yeah, I'm looking. And he goes, well, can you make it to Mexico? And I said. <laughs> Sure, next week. Yeah, next week. And so we went down there, and then <laughs> yeah. So then that's where the you know the dance began, you know, and 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 then you know the dance, and then and then the you know the trust, you know, to come in, you know, can you do this? And then it became just one little increment at a time, you know. And and on my end, it was like, you know, here is this product. Here's this idea. Here's this concept of how to bring it in and, you know, do all that. And to be able to go, okay, you know, this is what they have there. You know, we had, there wasn't a name. You yeah. Know? It wasn't
0: called Avila. It wasn't called Tequila. It,
1: it wasn't called Avila. It wasn't, it was a distilled agave, distilio agave. <laughs> you know, so this is what they do, you know?
0: I picked up two valuable lessons in what you've said already so far. Okay. All right. One of them is that business and, and life can move really smoothly if you do it collaboratively. Yes. You know, the, the business, businessman plus the creator. Right. Working in, like, true synchronization. Yeah. And, you know, that has has allowed the, the rest of the business to run without as much snags, it sounds.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the only snag <laughs> is always money. Yeah. It's of being undercapitalized or underfunded or whichever way you want to say it, you know, it's like, I don't come from money, mm-hmm. you know? So it was, you know, taking the little bits of money that I had, you know, from savings account and, and everything, and, and then going to friends and family, you know, it's the whole thing, you know, going to friends and family, telling them your idea, you know, would you invest in this? And most invested because of me. Yeah, you know, not and,
0: because of Hector. Not because they didn't well, love him. But
1: no, they, you know they they,
0: who, they knew you. Right, They're they the knew one me. Told they told the story. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's that. They knew me, and and they knew me, and they invested in my concept or our concept. Then and they also invested in every year or every six months. I was there was something new happened. We were just always building. You know, and then, you know, so, you know, took time and, you know, raised a fair amount of money and then, you know, went from a friends and family round to a B round, raised more money as we expanded different people outside my circle, you know, and from different networks of people and then raising more money again, you know, and and it makes it
0: happen. So to date, Revel has won 10 plus awards for it's its, ten? <laughs> I counted ten. Okay. Ten Eleven ten awards eight, from ta- 11, Eleven as of today. Yeah. Eleven from tasting contest Closed over eight figures of investments. Yeah. Has won a lot of awards for its packaging design. Yep. Yeah. Marketing, messaging. Been featured in Forbes. I saw you were specifically featured in Forbes. Yes. And and much, much more. And of course, worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry. And you know, those landmarks I think are one worth acknowledging. Okay.
1: If you go back to my background, you know I started with this um, band called Ipso Facto. Those were three of my brothers I mentioned in the beginning of this. I didn't mm-hmm. know where we're at. Yeah, but... we were rolling. Okay, okay. <laughs> and um, that led me to being able to work at a club in Minneapolis, meet more people, keep in a database, and then later on, I did work a little bit with Prince, not very much, you know, and uh, just a few things with some of his touring. And, That's here know. in LA,
0: where that was. Uh, that in was in Minnesota. Minnesota.
1: Yeah, Minnesota. yeah. Wow. This is all still Minnesota. And then, um, then I took on this band, going out to for a couple of weeks to help this band turned into two years, and that was a band called Lifehouse. And this was in nineteen, this was in two thousand or. 99 going into 2000. And also that was working with Prince at that time, but he was, wasn't knowing what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? And I was, uh, wanted to try to, to go, go do around the world in a day, literally, and set up in, you know, five different markets and go backwards <laughs> in time on, on between 99 and 2000. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, and he was like, oh. I so, nah, yeah. It, it's a pretty it, legendary uh, idea makes total sense you know he could go around the world in a day you know if you calculate it out right i got it somewhere anyway (laughs) you calculate it all right
0: fly back from australia
1: yep and you fly backwards and you just you land in different cities and you you set up at the airport you have it all set up at the all all the different airports so he just walks off the plane stage everything's a show plays a show and, and then gets back on the plane and keeps going yeah, you could do that. Yeah, so they should have did it on New Year's Eve from 1999. You know, party like it's 1999. <laughs> yeah, but you know, legendary. Yeah, you know. So you went on to work with Lifehouse, which yeah, Lifehouse they had that big hit called "Hanging by a Moment." Yeah, you know, which was I remember it was huge. Yeah, you know, and these these kids were amazing. They were just amazing. You know, Jason Wade and Ricky Wustenhoem, Sergio Andretti and these guys were just uh, you know they were. So young,
0: they how old were they when you met up with them? They
1: were uh 19, 1980. Wow.
0: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was, I think, I was about 11 or 12 yeah. when they came out, yeah, and I still remember it. I was at church with my parents when I first heard <laughs> yeah. this song.
1: Well, they came, they came out of the church, kind of really, yeah. They have they kind of have, have a church yeah, kind they of have following, and that you know, sounds but like I mean, they 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 it Jason's you know, fairly religious, but I mean, and they were. I guess Jude Cole or I don't know how they got started, but they, you know, more came out of the church. Yeah. And he wrote in a spiritual way. And then DreamWorks was able to package it without putting, you know, like they would make it
0: agnostic. Yeah.
1: Well, they would, they make it more secular, you know, because, you know, they would turn down doing church gigs. They didn't, you know, they didn't want to be, you know, pigeonhole. Pigeonholed. And so, you know, they, you know, I think they, it did. Well, I think, I think we did one date with a religious type band, and we we did a show at Jars of Clay one time. Oh yeah, you know? I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, crazy to recall uh, that. And then there was a, I can't remember, it was, but they were a great band. And then, I, and then after that, I went on with Michelle Branch, and I met Michelle Branch through, Lifehouse. Yeah, you know? and when. She did the last tour before Lifehouse was getting ready to go on break. She was on it as a new newbie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so when that was over, I got called by her and cause she was on my tour for like three months. So we built a relationship and. Wow. So the next year and a half I was with her.
0: So yeah. I'm really fascinated by the, the, the zero to one that happened with how you met the guys at Lifehouse. What did that meeting look like when it went from I'm meeting you guys, we're, we're cool now, to I'm gonna manage and take you guys on tour.
1: But I was, I was never their manager. I was their tour manager. So there okay. is a difference there, you know? So this guy named Jude Cole was the manager mm-hmm. and uh, DreamWorks was the record company. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I just got hired. And then, you know, was, and because I've had experience, I was really helpful to Jude, Amazing. you know, to be able so that he could stay, you know, managing, and then i was making sure that everything that happened on the road you know would happen yeah yeah
0: so. so it was it was steady consistent baby steps of for them well f- uh, for for you ascending into such a an excellent music career i mean you went straight to working with these large artists right well, And it, it seems like an overnight thing but it's it's uh, but really it's, a, a combination but it, yeah
1: but ipso facto got to be was right there. Really? I mean, we were on Epic Records, you know, in 1989 wow. and 90. And so you had already made your name. Yeah, yeah. We we, we were we were right we were <laughs> we were right there, and then I don't know what wow. happened. Then then Michael Jackson said he needed a billion dollars, so they cut a bunch of bands. I don't know. I don't know what story it is, but damn. Yeah. You know, so so, so I, you
0: have Lifehouse and then Michelle Branch. Yeah, and, and then I
1: jumped from there to Cyndi Lauper. Cindy Lauper to Blondie Powerhouse, to another
0: powerhouse
1: somewhere in there. Dwight Yoakam, uh, Michael, <laughs> wow. Mac- Michael McDonald. I know the last one. Besides, you know, I, I started working with Bob Newhart, the comedian actor, and because of working with him, and he didn't work that much, that I didn't. I, I start slowing down on touring, and was able to sustain life while putting. Revel together.
0: So this is yeah. in 2012,
1: 2012. Yeah. So I had already been working with Bob Newhart for like five years or six years, you know, and, and but I was also working with all these other artists, too. And then when and so when we started Revel, then I started to slow down on the road, you know, and I, the last artist who is now one of my partners that when I went on the road with was Babyface. Wow. And now we maintained a friendship and, you know, and it's I amazing. went back to him and, you know, I said, Hey man, I need you to help me. <laughs> and so, and that, I, cause he, he, the, the he question. knew what I was doing. He saw me and right in yeah. the beginning, you know, and he was like, okay, you know, but then, you know, more and more, you know, some of his musicians and his tour manager was my assistant for like 15 years, you know? So after I was really done, she took tour managing Babyface. wow! And so to this day, she is Babyface's tour manager. No and way. now now we, yeah, we have a relationship, yeah.
0: I remember when I was raising capital for my first company, and the thing that I found was the most important in convincing somebody to invest was them seeing your work ethic. They have to like be there and see it, and like not even you asking them, them feeling attracted to what you're working
1: on. Absolutely. It,
0: the conviction, the late yeah, nights. Yeah,
1: they, yeah, and then, you were absolutely right done before you made yeah. the ask right? yeah. you're absolutely right I mean and, and, and it's like you go somewhere and you really don't you, know, you you actually know all sorts of things about the world and the politics and life and all this stuff but also if you're convicted to what you're doing you're really not interested in talking about anything else because I believe that if you're gonna do what you do, and you're going to get there. You have to be, you know, driven, you know, and I have a singular focus.
0: Beyond reason, right? Beyond, beyond reason. Beyond rationale. Beyond
1: rationale, you know, and, and I will tell anybody that I have the best agave spirit on the planet, bar none, you know, and, and I'm going to keep saying it, With and I do. Conviction. and Conviction, you know, and, and I'm going to drive this, you know, I'm going to build this company. And I have a good team around me. So, and I do say I, you know, but I do mean we, you know, and and I get excited about what I'm doing. I'm passionate about what I'm doing. I know sometimes it seems like it's crazy, but I just like, okay, you know, I spot trends ahead of time, you know, and yeah, I, I spotted the RTD trend six years ago. But do I have the capital at that time to jump into it? Mm-hmm. no because i have to stay focused in this but you know now i'm getting to the point where you know what what i said six years ago is happening now for those of, for those who don't know the, what rtd is yeah, length, rtd is ready to drink it's cocktails in a can pre-made, okay. pre-made all like this copa stuff. copa you' got the white claw thing that's happening oh, yeah huge. You got, <laughs> yeah you've got uh uh-huh. you know all these different Markets there. One is cocktails, other is low alcohol, another is a, a replacement for beer. I just saw something on. I think if I'm, I, I'm not sure I got the name right, but it's on Saint Archer. Uh, it's a, it's a new like a white claw, a seltzer, a hard seltzer. Got it. So that that that's exploding, you know, and uh,
0: well, there's there's still a lesson in itself. Of, of not being distracted by that because that easily could have taken you, could have been a red herring. That is very true. From the core business yeah. and, and maybe left you spread thin or, you know, abandon yeah. Revel in, in search right. of greener pastures.
1: Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. But I mean, I think that is one of those things where that as you're, you're, you're focusing in on it, but as my thing now is that I'm focusing in on the Avila movement. Okay, so Revel... Is the first one. Revel is the flagship. Now here comes all these other brands. As you can see in my bar, there's a lot of products there. You know, and these are different ones from different uh, distillers in a, in in Morelos. You know, and different. so there
0: are other Avilas essentially.
1: Yes, there's okay. there's there's a bunch more Avilas. Wow. Yeah. You know? But they that now we're the ones that first broke broke them into the marketplace. We're also going to be the second brand, and maybe the third going to brand before somebody else comes in and makes an Avila. Yeah, so
0: so I have I have one question sure. that is burning for me, and that's uh, how did your network feed into you know gauging the value of network and business, like who you know? How did that feed into Getting Revel off the
1: ground, it was very much uh, the, who you know and your network. So if we go back, you go back to friends and family, right? I think five of my early, early investors are from my grade school, Worthington, wow. Minnesota. Yeah, I from six know years old. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and you must be a good friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to well, be nice to you. It, it, it's, it, it's it's what it is 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 the the power of relationships. It's the power of your character and your your honesty and, and
0: over time. You know,
1: over time. Yeah, you know, and, and cons- consistent. I worked hard as a six year old and now I'm a sixty year old and I still work hard. I've always, you know, believed that, you know, there's a utopia out there. Uh, the sky is is blue. The sun's gonna be orange and everything <laughs> is possible. If you work hard for it, and you can, you know, sell your ideas, or you know, you're convicted to your ideas. I don't even know if the word "sell" is right, because I don't feel like Inspire. I'm selling Rebel, as I'm convicted in you. People. And if you jump on my bandwagon, great. If not that's okay.
0: That was the other point yeah. I wanted to make earlier. With the second one, which was your energy is contagious, <laughs> okay. and 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 that's it's hard to ignore. Whether you're an investor or you're me sitting across the counter from you, or you're a bar looking at putting revel on your your shelves. That energy, people cannot ignore conviction. Right. And if if you're willing to, as you have, live with a devout conviction, you'll attract so many people. But we'll polarize. Some people won't like what we're doing. They're
1: like, he's nuts. Yeah.
0: Again, it's yeah. not rational. And you know? entrepreneurship doesn't, make, doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense for like the first five years. Right,
1: right. But entrepreneur is the most, to me, as I've learned, and America was built on entrepreneurs. If it wasn't for them, there'd be no America. Yeah, simple Absolutely as that. Absolutely agree. That simple as that. So, you know, I don't care if it's Elon Musk or, you know, our neighbors. <laughs> Or Michael McFarland, no, you know, so it's got to be somebody that's taking that chance or or, sees a, opportunity, and seizes it, you know, and and or just keeps trying, you know, and and and. Uh,
0: I notice that, especially when young entrepreneurs come to me and they, like, acknowledge or like, you know, maybe say like, "Wow, you're doing this, you're doing that." I'm like, I haven't reached half of the success that I want to, but just just the the persistent. Hard work inspires people.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that, crazy, yeah. and then
0: people are gravitated to you, and soon they're your investors. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was in New York last night, and I'm sitting here in LA <laughs> today. You know, Drink, uh, drinking a Vila with me, drinking a Vila and having having a great conversation. It's, you know, it's this, inspiring. Is, this is what it's about.
0: And you still have energy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I was with them. You know, so at 12 noon. I was with investors. You know, and and you know they Wrote me a check, you know. And I'm happy. It makes, you know. So great I mean, momentum. <laughs> it I makes for a great Sunday. And then, you know, I mean, my 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 team, the Vikings, lost last night. So I was a dejected for about three minutes. <laughs> Damn, you know. But then my other team, where I was born, you know, because I was born in Kansas City, grew up in Minnesota. So those are my two teams. And uh, the, the Chiefs make, you know, they they're they're winning today. So and Very got, happy got about
0: that. You big money on that game.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, that was the other thing. I, I, it was the greatest thing. I was over uh, Sean. He's going to, if he ever hears this, he's going to crack up. <laughs> yeah, so we're sitting there. We're, the TV's on. We're in an investor's meeting. You know, I mean, the, all that stuff is already over. I'm just basically going to pick up a check because everything's done. Okay. I'm not selling or this or that. I'm just doing the paperwork, picking up a check. But we're sitting there watching the game and everything. And all of a sudden, it's twenty-four, nothing. It was in the first quarter, yeah. You Jeez. Know?
0: the Chiefs, Texans.
1: Okay. Texans are twenty-four, nothing. Chiefs hadn't scored a touchdown yet, and and then I looked at him and I said, "Yeah, but it's it's Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> you know." And I said, "You know, I don't gamble because I feel I gamble with my life, so I don't. I I, I would never." <laughs> bet, you know, real money on anything, you know, and 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 real money is anything past two (laughs) dollars. Okay. So I said, Sean, I'll bet you a dollar that that by halftime they'll either tie it or be past them. And we just turned on the TV. (laughs) Turned on the yeah. And by halftime the score was twenty seven to twenty four Kansas City. Wow. Yeah. And got one an quarter, buddy. yeah, yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was so awesome. You yeah, know, so I, you oh, know, man. and then I said, "Look, man, this is this is the worthy. This is the Minnesotan in me." So look, I'll give you your dollar back. I really don't. He, he puts out his <laughs> dollar. Yeah, I said I was just kidding, right? He goes, "Nah, man, you, you, you called just, that. Here's your dollar." Just throw me he a stick with three
0: commas. Yeah, you can exactly. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so. <laughs> Uh, but it was great. Wow. It was fun. It was uh moments. made my day. Yeah. You know, so
0: So now you got this energy and this momentum. Oh yeah. And yeah. I appreciate it. That's that's a big focus of mine is is understanding how we source energy uh, on a consistent basis cuz entrepreneurship is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're yeah. you've been doing it a long time and you still got this this grit and this this pursuit that is just unmatched. And so my question for you is like what are the little habits and the little things that you do? What are those micro moments or micro habits that help you stay on top of your game all the time? I mean, it's a Sunday and you're meeting with investors like
1: um, how do you keep that
0: jet fuel pumping through your veins?
1: <laughs> because at the same time meeting with investors and uh, whether it's a Sunday, I still have to feed this beast and, and tell, you know, it, it turns the other way You mm-hmm. know, So, That's the motivator. The little things like this morning I was up at five AM, you know, and and, you know, because I flew from New York and you know, just my sleeping pattern was a little bit off. You know, then I just got up and said, Hmm, okay. Let's go for a walk, you know. So, you know, I walked four and a half, five miles this morning, you know, just you know, around neighborhood here and just, you know, walked and walked. It's beautiful. You know. Listening to you, know, I'm a I'm a I'm listening to my go-to right now is Jose James, which I, it's a kid that I, he was like uh, 11. His father was in my band, Ipso facto. and now Jose James is like killing it out there. Uh, he's it a uh, podcaster. Is it an audiobook? I, no, no. Jose James is a is a singer. You know, he's oh, an artist. he's he's okay. a jazz. He's an artist. He's a jazz singer. Oh, got to listen to I read one article where they said, you know, here's uh, the new jazz singer for the hip hop era, you know, and he just, he's just—he's got this voice that's like butter, you know, and and yeah, you know, and I just, you know, he just did a whole Bill Withers tribute album also, and and I just been just listening to him, and and he just released an album that on his record company with his wife Tally, yeah. T A A L I. And uh, I just started listening to her. I've never met her, you know, and stuff. And you know, I, I've, I've only seen Jose uh, once in the last fifteen years or twice, I think. I haven't seen, you know. So, but yeah, I just, his, I'm, I'm his very proud. Yeah, he's like biggest of, fan. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I didn't, you know. I just I'm a I'm a fan now, you know. And I, I that's
0: and, so wild to think about huh that's so wild you know he's he's like your grandson or like your yeah, stepson yeah or, yeah so i'm just a fan yeah. you know
1: i mean i you know uh i might text him every every you know once a year and say man that was a powerful song you know, you know thanks you know <laughs> but i mean there's no you know, i mean i'm not like giving him advice on entrepreneurship or anything it's just that i'm truly sitting back enjoy and, and enjoying for what it is and a fan of Jose James, so
0: so you got the walk, you got, yeah. You got the yeah, music. Got that's almost like a meditation. It's a meditation.
1: That's basically what it is. It's a meditation, and and then I'm always constantly, you know, trying to eat right. Trust me, and it, it goes in the flux. <laughs> so, um, and just trying to, you know, just you know, it's trying to stay healthy or or be healthy because you know the the thing is is that if you're gonna go to war and be a warrior, you have to be in shape. You gotta be physically ready, you gotta be, but more physically, you gotta be mentally. So, uh, you know, and there's a lot of book reading, a lot of just reading, I actually don't read books as much as I read magazines. I read a lot of magazines, you know, just all sorts. of. Used to, you know, like when I was in the, music business I was reading BMI and all those billboards and all that mm-hmm. stuff now I'm reading you know chilled and shanklin and you know more industry related yeah, stuff yeah
0: yeah the thing i find funny about reading whether i have, during a really stressful time found this i got a subscription to this magazine called departures and some free subscription that comes with one of my credit cards and it's just this like really high end posh travel magazine
1: yeah yeah, i I know it
0: you're probably even published in it (laughs) and i I, just one day i was like so stressed and and i was ridden with anxiety over this potential lawsuit that was going to happen and i opened up this travel magazine and i read it and it just it forced me to to only focus in the moment and to just pick up the words off the paper and digest them yeah and it was so powerful and i was like whoa why haven't i done just some like entertainment reading right i'm looking reading about like you know this lake in italy or right, this hotel right. in shanghai and it just completely opened my mind and yeah. it, it, it acted as such a calibration tool i mean i don't want to make it a tool but at the same time it really served yeah for my happiness and i remember that day i was so content
1: right by the right. time
0: i opened my computer at eight thirty that day i remember right. i wasn't stressed about the lawsuit anymore
1: yeah that's cool that's cool i mean the walking is is my thing, and then and bicycling is another one. that's like a you know just a, to, to gear up, clip, get your pedals clipped in and, and you get going, you get past that first three or four miles and then you're, you're lactating, your legs start to the burning, to start the burn and then and then you know you get to that 10 mile mark, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay. Now I'm on a groove, you know. Yeah, so. it's like runner's high. Yeah, yeah. High, I guess you could say. And you just keep pushing, and you know, and I, I love that. And
0: uh, seems pretty metaphoric, you know the the ability to have endurance, in one mm-hmm. small thing is reflected in your whole life, right? In your business, you know, yeah. business is all about the marathon. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is like
1: you know, I I also believe in business, and especially, and this is where is i think where a lot of entrepreneurs fail a couple times until they realize you know this is what they got to do you got to be able to sustain you know pay your rent pay your bills the best you can and and try to just hang in there and then you know you sustain then you can maintain so and and then it's it, it's how long can you hang in there because eventually if you keep at it, eventually it's going to turn your way. I've had people say no to me. And I look at it and go, okay, but I'm going to tell you, not yet. You're going to come around to the way I'm thinking. <laughs> so I don't believe in no. Yeah, you know? I say, not yet. because yeah. You are going to come around the way I'm thinking. Wow.
0: You know? that's I have to believe that. I remember when I was in my first job and I... <laughs> I was getting $40,000 per year. I was a marketing assistant at this company in Northern Virginia. And I was two years into the job. I had gotten a small raise, but I still felt like I was completely, you know, untapped in my potential. Right. And I, I felt so exhausted because my friends were, like, buying condos downtown and, like, living in a nice part of town. I was living more in the suburbia. And I was really frustrated. I was like, when, when, have, when am I going to, like, get the – why am I working so hard if I'm not going to get the – you know the prize yeah yeah right and then just shortly after that somebody contacted me about a job and the job ended up offering me at the time it was double what i was making so they offered me 120 grand cash consulting contract at a huge company at this you know where i would get to be in a suit and i would go to big board meetings and present marketing plans it was my dream job right but i remember right before that I, I wanted so bad to just give up and try something else because I was, like, so exhausted. And, and it reminds me of the diagram where the guy is, like, digging away. There's, you know, two guys digging for diamonds underground right. in a cartoon, and one guy is, like, inches away from hitting diamonds. The other guy's turning around. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, totally uh, agree with that. And, and I think that you just got to hang in there. You can't stop conviction convicted. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And then
1: somebody else say, the argument is that then you got to know when to say when. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. You know, when to say when I, for me, it's truly not about the money. It's about completing the mission. I started something. I'm going to complete it.
0: We're going to get to point B. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's one of the things that most enamors me with with you and with Revel is the ability to craft a movement because movements obviously is a huge undertaking, right? Yeah. You're doing this basically mass push to change people's perspective on something.
1: Right. I challenged my PR company. I said, that's what you guys are just that's what you went to school for is rhetoric. Amplify the story. That's what it's about. Changing perceptions of mind. How about, you know, if you, I somebody sent me an article the other day. They're talking about Michael Jordan's tequila
0: that we just drank,
1: <laughs> that we just had a sip of. I was just checking. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Hail to Michael Jordan. I, I'm happy for it. Cheers, yeah. Um, but the writer, you know what he was writing about? Everything when he talked about his tequila was he was using the word agave spirits. Okay. Now it's changing. It's changing. Over the last five years, six years, you know, it's blending more towards agave spirits. Not tequila. Not tequilas, you know, because there's so many of them. So the writer, whoever was the writer, was very knowledgeable about the trend
0: did you guys contact him
1: i have not i just got the article two days ago let's contact
0: him what's his name do you know him
1: <laughs> i don't know his name wait a minute. i'm gonna find let it. me find the article it was uh so which article which publication it, was it hold on. it was who sent it to me uh it's my
0: one of my favorite ways to news jack is to okay. just find a story by somebody who's already interested in your world and this right. guy clearly knows about uh, it so it, you can go pitch him
1: who sent me that story um his name is Rick Adams, who sent me the story.
0: Oh, if he likes... Here it is. If he likes Agave Spirits, he's definitely gonna like the Revel story. Yeah. What's his name? Kirk oh,
1: Miller? Is that who? It is? Okay. Yeah. Which publication was that written in? Uh, the Inside Hook? I don't know that one. All
0: right. All right, I'm gonna contact him. It's you. Yeah. You're you're taking advantage of a, a narrative that has, has started um, kind of at a grassroots level. Yep. And you know, one and of the things that I picked up from you is that you're changing the words they use. Absolutely. And when I ask about the movement, I think that's the answer that yeah. I was looking for. Is we're changing the actual words, the verbiage.
1: Yeah, the verbiage. Yeah. And then that opens it up for all agave spirits, bacanar. Saltol, ricea, mezcal, tequila. So my goal, and I speak to the distributors when I go in there, you know, and, and I talk to them. I said, you know, we got to change. It's the way that the retailer does the shelf space. You know, and when you go into, we, we need to start telling the truth. And they go, what do you mean the truth? The truth is, there, it's called agave spirits. There is vodka. There's gin, there is whiskey, yeah, and, and there's rum. Those are all categories. Mm-hmm. Tequila is not a category. Yeah, it's a Agave story. spirits is a category of uh, agave-based spirits. So tequila, mezcal, bacanara, sotol, avila, ricea, these are all
0: under a new umbrella,
1: under un, under well, the uh, agave
0: spirits umbrella, it's always been there, but it's, never it's been, always been there. It's right? never been but it's never been
1: messaged that way, and now it needs to change, and that is my mission, part of it, because you know, once like I was telling you, I can't sell revel without selling Avila, I can't sell Avila without telling you where it's from, Morelos. I can't sell. Avila without selling Morales. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going.
0: Got it. And so Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> the, the umbrella has to be there. The
1: umbrella has to be there in order to uh, sell Avila
0: also. It just reminds me how important the nuance is in marketing and PR messaging. Yes. Those words have to be chosen like it's your last. Yeah, absolutely. And be extremely intentional and pointed.
1: Yep, yep. So that's uh, that's exciting, you know, and then, uh, and, and, you're starting to see it change like in this article at restaurants. You're seeing it on menus. So let's say Agave now or Agave Spirits. So it's working. It is working, you know. Wow. But it's, but it's about amplification, you know. And, and, and that's where, you know, marketing and PR.
0: Yeah. How, how are you guys marketing it? Are you putting it first in the publications and then in the influencers' hands? or yeah. and, and does the umbrella brand, is Revel do all the marketing or... Yes. And, for, and, and draw business toward the restaurants and things like that?
1: Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Okay, so what we really haven't considered that we, we have not done what you call real advertising. Okay. Yeah, you know, so, so what we've been doing is in the beginning building is B2B or, you know, trade, trade magazines to the trade, getting everybody to understand what we are. And the distributors, Uh, distributors, you know, uh, yeah, the bar, you know, the bartenders, you know, you know, getting people to understand what we are, you know, and and trying to change it at a business level. I'll see us under the tequila category or we'll be under a mezcal category, you know, so we got to get it under our own category, you know, and 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 then I've seen Rebel Avila tequila or Rebel Avila mezcal. Wow. OK, so these are these are the issues, you know, and and and, and but you got to fight through it and, and being able. So our money is going to be spent. Marketing money is on education, you know, and and uh, it's been a lot a- of
0: layers to that. I mean, first, you got to educate all of the foot soldiers. Yes. The guys on the front line. Yeah. And then you have to create awareness in the public and the interest and have them be drawn into the bars. Right. You know, those bar managers have to be equipped.
1: Right, so. It's a lot. lot. It's a lot of work, you know? But, yeah. You know, so it's sending a guy to the moon, you know? And it can be done. And we will do it. Yeah, if you want to do it, yeah. So uh, And truly, that's also where the celebrity helps. The, the celebrity can actually amplify your message faster because there's, another, there's interest in what that celebrity or some of the influencers are. They can oh, this person's attached to it or that person's attached. I'm gonna there's an Avila story, but oh, babyface is involved in it. So
0: instant credibility.
1: Instant credibility. You're gonna read about it, you know. So
0: So phase one is training education, PR, Salesforce development, things like that. And then phase two is more public and mass media.
1: Yo, B to C. Now that's where we're that's where we're getting ready to go now.
0: Is What's the strategy there?
1: A strategy there is always being developed, but it's being able to <laughs> buy. We're going to do some traditional, okay, and then there's all the digital marketing and all that stuff with uh, you know getting you know influencers, you know, and then the celebrity, to, you know, being able to take Babyface and push that, and you know he's out there. You know, we're going to start doing articles with Rolling Stone, you know, the traditional ones out there. Yeah. So, but thing is, is being able to market to a segmented tribe and have that tribe discover, adopt you. Okay. Thousand true fans. Yes. And then those, because that tribe is so cool this tribe over there is going to catch on because this tribe over here likes the bottle. They like how beautiful it is, the packaging, you know, the price point. You know, they, they, they can afford the price point. This tribe over here, eh, they don't really care about the packaging. They think it's okay. But it's about the liquid that's inside, which is always going to be, no matter how you dress something up, It's all about the liquid that's inside. Mm -hmm. So, so. As we learned. Yeah, yeah. So, so this tribe says, you know, I think this is cool. And all the rest of the tribes will follow. And that's the basics of our marketing. And, you know, like we're opening up and, you know, it's not like we're trying to like be everywhere. We're trying to be in a select place. cool guys. (laughs) The cool guys. You know whether and,
0: that's at the nightclubs or the celebrities right, yeah, that are exactly,
1: and then then it'll it'll take off from there. You know, and, and so we go to the cool places in every city. So instead of trying to go, okay, there's a thousand bars and restaurants, and trying to be in all of them, at, you know, and and that's crazy. How about if, let's just be in fifty, but fifty of the best. Let's see if we can get ourselves very on best in each state. <laughs> Let's see if we can get ourselves on the menu, you know, on a cocktail menu, you know? Yeah. And all these different things, you know? So that's... that's a nuance there. Yeah. So that's the boots on the ground. And then the, the consumer information is, you know, you still, you know, whether the the, the magazine is a uh, magazine that was a hard copy magazine, but now it's a digital magazine, you know? So wherever there was a hard copy, whether it was Rolling Stone or Variety or Billboard or... Or people, or you know, whatever. It's now a digital too, you know. So you got to you got to do that too. So, and then you know, press releases. You know, you know, different outlets pick them up and yeah, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, one of the things that we've found to be really effective is to use video ads on social media. Right. So basically, tell the story in like sixty seconds. Yep. And then with that video ad, try to educate the consumer to the point where. They're already ready to buy by the time they're done, right? Using a proven script, and then we'll take that video and run it from the influencer or the celebrity profile, right? From their actual Facebook ad account. So it's like Babyface is marketing Revel, but in paid ads, right? And you can expand each of your audiences by bringing on these new influencers allowing you to use their business managers and, and getting a slice of every sale that comes into their profile, right. you can go from having a really small social media presence to just having access to these huge Easy. audiences and right. all of the lookalike audiences that you can build you know, with Facebook's ad platform beyond them. And so there's this, this whole world is opening up of possibilities in that arena. And you know, when you're ready to turn on somebody like Babyface or this new big announcement you have right. coming up. You can market to their audiences yep. and the concentric rings around them, right? And the conversion rate's just crazy, and so I'm excited to see that yeah. unfold for you.
1: Yeah, and that's that's hyper. It's, that's called hyper marketing or hyper targeting. Hyper hi- targeting. Yeah. yeah but, I just I just learned that new buzzword the other day. So I'm here to teach you buzzwords. I said that's what he was talking about when I met him, and yeah. then then I was in another meeting and I go, yeah, that guy. Ah, got that it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just
0: we're just always pushing the envelope because the is it's almost like secrets of business. As soon as it's understood by the masses, it's become its shelf life is, is almost gone. Marketing strategies tend to become less effective the more people that understand them. So we always have to like blaze trails and find these these little areas to exploit. Essentially, right. And so we're you know always trying stuff like that and hmm. and it can work really well.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, of, I, I, you know, um, like I was telling you, our ad agency is, uh, communications agency, it's Modern Impact. They've done a lot in helping me, even in like this, I was able to, they have a really brilliant CFO, you know, so he's helped me with some numbers and stuff. Yeah, and financial structuring. Yeah, and that's really helped a lot, and uh, they've just been great. And, you know, and did you they
0: know. do the design of the box? I know that you guys have won. Yeah,
1: they did. They did not. Packaging. They did not do the design of the box. This was the design of the box. Was a company. Uh, they were ad agency guys out of Minnesota. It was called the Terrible Twos. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, you mentioned them once. Yeah, before. and um, uh, my business partner. That she's no longer with us now. Through a series of, yeah, I don't, I, 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 you know, it was, it was a while ago, but, but they, they were called the Terrible Twos, and, and they were. How many
0: iterations would you say you guys did to get to it? to get to
1: that box design?
0: Yeah, the unpackaging, the unboxing experience.
1: It was, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was, it was. It took a year, you know, just you know, back and forth and looking, and then. You know, it was a whole nother group, a new Maverick group out of Minneapolis. Only met these guys twice, and they're the ones that came up with the, uh, the V and the two dots. and And uh, his name was Quan, I think. And and uh, you know, we 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 had a, a billion logos, right? And I sent them out to all these people. You know, my own personal focus group and go, you know, you know. <laughs> a thousand people in it. <laughs> I, said, I said, so what do you think? Like we, we, we got it down to a point where, you know, a hundred people picked that. They said, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. The that, same, this same boat, it, it kept, when we sent out 25 different logos, you know, or marks, mm-hmm. this same one kept coming back by everybody. You know, and, you know, it's not like we had a sampling of 10,000 people, but a sampling of 100. Yeah. You know, Statistically from, significant. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and you know. So, and, uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that it took a year to get there because a lot of people want stuff yesterday. You know, we're yeah. in a world of instant gratification in business and, and there's, you know, platforms that can develop your logo in five days and stuff, but to really be world-class it you know, takes time. Justifiable to create a whole movement around it. Right. That took discipline and
1: patience. Yeah. Uh, it takes, yeah. It takes time. Yeah. You know? and, and we went out and, you know, you know, trademarked everything, you know, on the business side. Good. And made sure <laughs> Couldn't that- spend a year on it. <laughs> Probably way more than that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, and then, and then once you, like, the things that you go, okay, you know, our bottle is a little bit heavier than most bottles and stuff. And I see the difference in pennies because our bottles a little heavier. It's going to cost more as it gets heavier to ship mm-hmm. and the weight and all these different things. You know, do you think about that in the beginning?
0: In The design phase probably. not. No. Oh, this feels yeah, good. Yeah, i yeah, go yeah. with
1: it. But yeah. I saw it happen with, uh, with a brand right in front of my own eyes was a brand called Deleone. Okay. Okay. Beautiful bottle. I mean, gorgeous. You know, a bottle. It had this really beautiful chrome head on it, or or uh, closure. Okay. You know, and it was it was a it was a piece of metal. You know, the closure and everything. Everything about it was like, wow, that's killer. Then they sold it to Diageo, and P. Diddy, and all this other stuff. Okay. And, and then Diageo took it and because the bottle weighed more and that, 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 that cap was metal, you know. Now that cap is plastic. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I probably regretted that decision. So, and uh, I don't know how De Leon's doing. I have no idea. But what I do know is that bottle was amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah. But
0: yeah. It, it comes with the price, you know. Yeah. So um, I have a, a few, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time yeah, here. No I know it's, it's uh, I'm really gracious for you spending so much time with
1: me. T- I enjoy talking, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I like I, the listening. I, so. I, 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 love, I love talking about what we're doing. I think we're doing something that is revolutionary, you know. Uh,
0: is that the root of the name?
1: No, the, the name, the, I think the root of the name it may be, but I think the root of the name is to celebrate, to yeah, revel yeah, in revelry, it, to yeah. to yeah, the revelry. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I, 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 you know, like you said, it's patience, time. You know, can I get to that mountain? I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trying. You know, I, I believe I will. I will complete this mission. you know? Absolutely. And and, and uh, uh, I got a great team around me. I'm. I'm gaining more soldiers and more fans and you more. got a new
0: customer right here <laughs> <laughs> i already right. tried to sell it to some bartender <laughs> in santa monica uh, you so.
1: know and, and the movement is something different nobody's ever done this you know i mean I, somebody said the other day uh chris on our national brand manager we're doing a kickoff in new jersey to all the uh the sales reps you know for fedway is our distributor there and he says I could tell you guys are all liquor people and all this stuff. He goes, when was the last time there's been a whole new category introduced in the spirits world? And the place went silent because there hasn't been one.
0: Yeah, it just started as like whiskeys and bourbons, vodkas, yep. plural.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So my last few questions for you, quick yes, quick hit questions. Problem. If you could describe the, the key to your success as a businessman and your, you know, how you look back at your career, if you could describe that in
1: one word, what would it be? Relentless. Love it. <laughs> I that's one word. Yeah. Relentless. Relentless.
0: Perfect. What advice would you give to your 20 year old self about starting a
1: business? Wow. What a question. Um, be more relentless. <laughs> that's, that's, it's amazing. I, I, I just like, yeah, be, if that's, yeah. Just, just stay focused. I, you know, I I have to- Wear blinders. Uh, blinders on, there's a, there's a great story. Um, do you ever see that icon last with, uh, with Dr. Dre? It was a four-part series with Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine about their.
0: I like got a TV series.
1: Yeah, it was on HBO or Showtime uh, or I didn't whatever. Watch it, oh, uh,
0: if you. The show's called
1: Iconoclasts? Class. Yes, and it's and, and it's about Dr. Dre. Google Dr. Dre and and Jimmy Iovine. You know, from talks about the days as N.W.A. and all this other stuff, and and then you know Jimmy Iovine you know was you know. Bruce Springsteen, all, all you know these these careers and how they come together, and then how the the beats thing happened, you know. But both of these guys, but Jimmy Iovine said, he goes, you know those horses that are running on, on that track. What do they do? They do not look left. They do not look right. They are focused. They had a, their mission, and they have the blinders on. And that's what you're gonna have to do to succeed. And I'm like going, he's right. So if I had to say something to my my 20 year old self, is like keep the blinders on, be more relentless, you know, and and you know, and then don't stop. Yep. You know, not yet.
0: <laughs> and, it, and it sounds to me like the the runoff, of the byproduct of that statement is avoid distraction. Yes. And and don't chase shiny objects.
1: Yeah, but you know,
0: don't chase shiny caps to the. <laughs> <bio>. they, <laughs> they cost more. Because they're gonna
1: turn them in the plastic. Um, yeah, you know, I look at me myself at twenty years old. I mean, my brains were busting with just ideas. You know, just like yeah, it sounds like it started all the way way back. Yeah, I mean, I was just like you know, I I had a mother that just always says. You can do anything you want. You can be anything you want to be. You know, don't no, don't let anybody tell you any different. You are Micah McFarland, and you are smart. You are gifted. You got a smile. You, you know, all these things. You got a you know? smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know, but it, it, it just you know, and and uh, you know, and then I had an older brother. You know, my brother Al McFarland. It's just yeah, you know, he. He's got his newspaper and everything, and but I, you know, as a kid, I looked up to him so much that when I would get angry or whatever, there was a picture of him on the wall. You know, I think it was probably his college graduation picture or his high or the the, the eight by ten. Yeah, you know? yeah. I would just look at him, and he just said, "Just be obsessed." with whatever you're doing, just be obsessed. You have to be. Wow. Yeah, so.
0: It's funny um, how that word is, it's, I don't wanna say it has a negative connotation, but it's it's almost like a taboo. Yeah. Oh, he's obsessed with that. Or, you know, it's like, it's almost like a thing that people say is like a social rationalization. Right. Why somebody does something that they don't like. Oh, he's obsessed with business. Or he's obsessed with money. And then all these taboos form around
1: it, when in reality, I mean, what? that's what you got to be yeah that's the reality you know so I, if you're not obsessed or you're not driven or you're not relentless or you don't push you know I mean you got to be cool you got to know figure out when to push and when not to push but that comes with maturity
0: yeah you scrape your knees a few yeah, times and yeah, you when you, not to talk somebody <laughs> said,
1: oh Mike we we'll probably get the fuck out of here you know, <laughs> excuse my language you're talking too much smack you know or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to get that. But the only way, you know, it, you, you got to know your boundaries or you got to find your boundaries. You know, so, you, you you know, you...
0: And you only find them by putting them to the test.
1: Absolutely. And if you don't test them, you know, you'll never know. Yeah, you know? and so yeah, I see what you're saying about somebody obsession because it can be, they can take a sexual thing or whatever. You can do, you know, all these all other connotations. Yeah, yeah, limitations. But in business... If you're the entrepreneur, you're working for somebody else and you're not obsessed because you're just getting the paycheck, you're, you're doing your job and you're doing a great job with that, understandable. But if you're an owner or a CEO or a founder, if you're not obsessed with your shit and you got other people's money riding on you, then you're a fraud.
0: People smell smell yeah. right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Period. Damn. <laughs> you know? So I, I I don't yeah. Then that's that that that's yeah, because you just can't
0: it speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think of when my clients ask me a question because they didn't get an answer from one of the lower ranking people on my team. Right. And they expect me to own it fully. And I've been in those moments where if I don't act with absolute ownership and conviction and obsession, we're fired.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, I would. I'd fire you for that, for that. I'd fire me. Yeah, (laughs) same here, yeah, you know. So so if we go back to the word obsession, yes, and, and a bunch of other connotations, it may be a negative for what we do it's not. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you have to have it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a,
0: a great all place right. to close this off, Mike. Got I, it. I really, really appreciate <laughs> all the energy. Oh, no problem. Conviction, obsession. It's, yeah. it's contagious and that's why I do this. I get so yeah. inspired by yeah. that. So I want to no, it's, it's, acknowledge it's, you know, that.
1: Thank you. Um, I, I'm excited and, you know, thanks, thanks for, you know, having me on your podcast
0: absolutely and so what's the best way for us to support revel the the listeners in the community uh is it to go follow on instagram is it to go into the bar and order it like how can we best support you
1: the best support for us right now is going in the bar and ordering it or sending a friend to a liquor store if you're having your home party and you're getting ready to go buy a product for your party or just buy it to enjoy it you know i mean i believe that once you buy it and bring it home and taste it, and you taste it up against all your other ones, you're gonna find, I'm I'm not poo-pooing anybody else's products, but I would have to say that this is the best agave spirit on the planet.
0: Yeah. I can agree. Yep, thank you. Experience it firsthand. All right, Micah. All right, Thanks so much, buddy. (laughs) We'll see you around.
1: (laughs) That was awesome. I need another drink of that.